Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into another News for Jags podcast. It's a victory podcast. Victory Monday for the Jags. Oh, man. All right. I'm Jamal St. Cyr alongside Justin Barney. Justin, the Jaguars won. We both picked them to win, and you know what? They got the job done. They got it done in, in a way that I don't think any uh, any fan, or I know certainly not us, saw coming 24-0. I can't remember the last time they looked so good on both sides of the ball. And, you know, 24 points, nice, and... You really consider that was probably just about a little over two quarters of, of serious offensive work. They really took the, the pedal off the gas in that uh, second half. And, man, that defense looked so good yesterday. Yeah, the defense looked great. Um, there's not very many things that went wrong if, I mean, we could nitpick, but obviously when you win 24 to nothing, things went your way. Yeah, so uh, and and a lot of things went terribly wrong for Indianapolis. So clearly they're cursed here in Jacksonville. Good things. Hopefully this can be the start of things to come for the Jaguars. Um, obviously, I mean we can't talk about this game without talking about the job that the defense did to pitch a shutout. Um, they've only had what eight in franchise history. Three of them have come <laughs> against the Colts. The last two have come against the Colts, and two of or two of the those shutouts against the Colts here in Jacksonville. It's like, I don't know what what it is about this rivalry with Indianapolis, but clearly it bodes well for the Jaguars' favor right I, now. I did not realize just how bad the Colts were until yesterday. They looked terrible. I'm telling you, this terrible. AFC South, I've been saying it. You've I been, keep telling you that the AFC it. South is wide open. This is the team that everyone picked to win the AFC South, to win the division, and Matt Ryan looks washed. He looked bad. Yeah, yeah I said last week I thought he could be – a game manager for them to win this game. If they were going to, Indy was going to come and win this game, they needed to run the ball hard with Jonathan Taylor and, and let Matt Ryan be that that game manager kind of guy. And that was not the case yesterday. Jonathan Taylor shut down. Really helped Jacksonville getting out to that early lead and uh, erasing any kind of semblance of an offense up front. They never let Matt Ryan get comfortable, collapse the pocket all the time. Five sacks, uh, three picks for Matt Ryan in that game and just never let him feel comfortable back there. And everything that could go wrong for the Colts went wrong. And you get down to the, I think, the four and the eight-yard line in the fourth quarter yesterday, and you just think you could get a garbage-time touchdown if you're Indy. And they did not do that either. So just a great, thorough performance for Mike Caldwell on the defense. Yeah, great day for the Jaguars. Uh, You know, Mike Caldwell's second game as a defensive coordinator walks out with a shutout. Look, I don't know how else you can you can say, okay, you know what, Doug, you made a good hire, but it looks like you made a good hire. Yeah, and, you know, I like, you know, we every week, coaching staff, high school, college, uh, NFL will say the same things. Oh, we went back and looked at what we did wrong. We fixed it this week. I mean, you, you hear that all the time. It's really coach speak. How often do those results show themselves like that? Jacksonville, a week before, struggled mightily on third down, 3-12 on third down. Um, 0 for 1 on fourth down against Washington. You struggled on giving up long passes, communication issues. 
And they said last week, Doug said last Monday, um, that they addressed the situations they needed to with communication issues, and you did not see that yesterday. So it looks like whatever they did to address those shortcomings in Washington really worked yesterday. Really, uh, whatever whatever silver bullet they, they were able to kind of put in that chamber uh, addressed those issues. And I, again, coaching is so important, and we saw how how difficult it was here last year with a bad coach, bad uh, staff, and then how different a year feels. And we said it last week, um, but both of us, I think, in tandem, just how much different it is with Doug Peterson and a competent coaching staff for this franchise. Competency is a thing. You know, one of the things today that Evan Ingram said was that this team expected to win. They went out on the field and expected to win. In the past few years, when the Jaguars have gotten a win, they, you know, by the time they hit the tunnel heading to the locker room, you'd have thought they were about to have champagne showers because they just won the Super Bowl. Guys are cheering, where we going, what we doing. After that win, they shut out the Colts, dominated them from start to finish. Guys were just heading into the locker room. And they were excited, but there was no cheering. There was no, they, there was composure. It was like, you know what, we've been there before. We're going to have more of these kind of feelings. And I asked Evan about that, and he said, you know what, we expected to win. It was that simple. And we went out there and did what we knew we could do. So it wasn't like it was a surprise. That is a huge difference from last year. Mm-hmm. That last game of the season, oh, man, you'd have thought there was a trophy that came with that win, the way those guys were heading into the locker room. After the Bills game last year, same thing. You, you watch them heading into the locker room, you're like, man, you think y'all just won the Super Bowl. This, this was their Super Bowl, as opposed to this team clearly has higher expectations of themselves. And I think that starts with, with Doug Peterson. And it does. What he is ingrained in that staff. I think he's given the players uh, breathing room. I think he's trusted them. Um, I think he's kind of put things on their shoulders and said, hey, I, I believe you. I trust you. I'm not going to micromanage you. I am going to uh, believe in you and see what you guys can do. And that reflects in Evan Ingram's statements and Trevor Lawrence's statements. I think it's I think it's infectious all the way from top down to bottom. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that's interesting, or there, there's been a couple of interesting notes that have come from this game, like that some are conception, some are accurate, and some are inaccurate. One of the things that I've seen a lot of people saying is, this is how it should be. This is how it, it should be. A 24 nothing shutout, it, you could be the best team in the NFL. You could be the, the Kansas City Chiefs over the past few years when they're on Terry. You could have Tom Brady. You don't get 24 to nothing shutouts week in and week out yep. unless you just got, you know, the 85 Bears defense, right. the 2,000 Ravens kind of defense. And even those teams weren't shutting out every week. You, more times than not, you're going to be in a dogfight. In order to get that sort of shutout and that sort of dominant win, the other team had to be just as bad as you were good. Mm-hmm. So while, yes, this Jaguars team can be very good and can have not games like this one, you can't say this is how it should be or have the expectation that it can be like that every week. They can win, but realistically, if the, if the Colts are fully healthy and make some competent moves or one or two things go wrong for the Jaguars instead of that 24 to nothing when it's 24-17, mm-hmm. 24-10. A win is a win. I still right. think the Jaguars win that game one way or another, but it could have very easily not been that shutout, and people can't have the expectation of, well, this is what it should be every week because that's unrealistic. Yeah, it's been since 2018 where we saw Jacksonville shut a team out, and that's with Cody Kessler running the ship in a 6-0 game. 
uh, against the Colts. So not a great uh, performance there by any stretch. So, I mean, how many years has it been since that game? Mm. Um, it's been a long time. So to, to get a game in the NFL like that, and Doug said it a week earlier, you know, the NFL, I mean, a game could come down to three or four or five plays in this league because the teams are so close, so even uh, in things. So you've got to just be able to win when you can. And um, I think they would take this performance 10 times out of 10 because you don't know when another shutout's going to come like that. You don't. It, we've not seen it often and where everything is just clicking. And, again, the offensive totals don't look as impressive because Jackson had really kind of scaled back in that uh, in that second half with the lead, right? Uh, they were comfortable just running and three and out and kicking it away. Um, but man, that defense, even late in the game when Indy could have got just a, a charity touchdown, got on the board somehow, and they did not. They were not able to get in the end zone, and really just shows how dominant that defense is. And I like the defense. Um, I, in the preseason, we thought they were a little bit further ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, week one, it was a little bit of a, a letdown to see the. The commanders go up and down the field like that, and especially two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, um, defensive lapses in that that uh, that fourth quarter. But Jacksonville did not give that up yesterday. Devin Lloyd, his first career pick, when he dropped one in the end zone uh, a few plays earlier, he gets a group uh, his first career pick. Mm -hmm. um, Andre Cisco, uh, Rayshon Jenkins played well in the secondary. Rayshon got a got a pick and also had a break up in the end zone that saved a touchdown. Pushed Mo Alley Cox out of bounds before he could get his second foot in bounds. Mm -hmm. So just so many good plays yesterday. Well, you can't not mention Josh Allen. Josh Allen, two, two sacks. sacks in the yeah. first quarter. Um, you had five sacks on the on the day for that Jaguars defense. And that forced fumble that just bounced around forever. Yep. I mean, oh my goodness. I, it looked like two. there were two different times where I thought the Jags had it. It just kept bouncing. Oh my God. Just <laughs> an unbelievable game. And I, you know, everybody's excited on a Monday and Doug Peterson uh, in his presser today said that was great, but let's turn the page. Let's refocus to chart the, the Chargers game. We've got a big week ahead of us. Let's turn the page. It's my job to not let these guys get too high or too low. But, man, fans want to kind of ruminate and, and, and kind of take their excitement this Monday to, to enjoy this win and kind of reflect on that Colts game. But you're not going to get a reprieve coming up here. No, 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 because – while fans want to enjoy this one, they'd also like to enjoy more wins. Right. So ultimately, it's good that the that coach is saying, you know, turn the page. All right, last week we talked a lot about Trevor Lawrence on, on, on the podcast after his uh, somewhat struggles in week one. Even some a lot of people question him. I know a lot of fans are very happy with the performance mm -hmm. Trevor had yesterday. Uh, 25 for 30, very good numbers, 235 yards, two touchdowns. Trevor looked clean, got the ball out quickly, accurately. There are things to like, but there are also things to not like. Um, while he did play the clean game and the stat line looks beautiful, there were two dropped interceptions by the Colts. Right. So if the Colts handle those, that stat line looks very different than it does right now. But overall, I mean, you couldn't have asked for more from him. I mean, like you said, the Jaguars got up, kind of took their foot off the pedal. So, I mean, those numbers could have been inflated if they continued mm -hmm. to attack like they did early in the game. He did also have three drops as well by his receivers. Did have three drops, yes. But the Colts could have, yeah, he definitely, there were two plays where he threw right into double coverage. Yes. Um, and probably should have been picked off at least one of those in that game. But I thought a good game. I thought the big change from Trevor week one to week two, A, he had better protection mm -hmm. to me. And B, I think that better protection was set up by much quicker passes. I mean, I have a stopwatch on me, but 
he was getting the ball out of his hand quick. It was just a quicker offense, a, a, a gunslinger kind of day. Take the snap, wait three seconds, fire the ball. It was a very quick offense, up-tempo offense. And I think that was to to combat a little bit of those offensive line issues. Luke Fortner's had a little bit of uh, struggles. Oh, my his, God, Luke was getting whipped. His, uh, his transition to the NFL, the rookie center. Um, and I think it was the fact of we, we don't want this offensive line to rattle, to, to get that pushback and have strong defensive line. We saw the commanders uh, feast on that. And obviously the Colts with DeForest Buckner, they have a good defensive line. So that quick, quick strike offense of Trevor, I think, really – Help that offensive line have a good game, and I think that was by design. First game of Trevor Lawrence's career without getting sacked. That's yeah, impressive, and he First was sacked, game. you know, just twice a week earlier. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the pressures and how quickly that pocket collapsed against Washington last week, oh, very disappointing. Right, um, and I think that was the the game plan yesterday was to get that ball out of his hands as quick as possible. Not a lot of shots downfield. He did take a couple of them. Jamal Agnew dropped a pass that would have uh, oh, been that a huge gain. Yeah, um, I thought that was a that was a definitely a Jamal Agnew there, not reeling that in. But I think a lot of those underneath roots, um, just Trevor feasting on that. Christian Kirk, he and Trevor, I like watching Christian Kirk just run. He is such a good uh, root runner, and he catches everything. Catches everything. Two yes. touchdowns yesterday. Christian Kirk was huge for what they were able to do. I mean. I love the creativity that Doug Peterson has brought to the mm-hmm. offense, especially with Christian Kirk. I mean, the first touchdown pass he catches, Christian Kirk's in the backfield lined up at running back. And then you, on the second touchdown pass, just that, that action, that boot action with Kirk as the short man there. It was fourth and one. One way or another, either Christian Kirk was your lead blocker and Trevor mm-hmm. was going to tuck it and get that yard, or he just makes the easy throw like right there for the touchdown. Because great play action. Trevor almost threw it on that first attempt to Christian Kirk. He he let that play develop a little bit more. Um, I, I think he saw had he passed to Christian Kirk when he initially wanted to, it would have been a little bit tougher for Christian to get in that end zone. Um, but he waited for that play to develop and gave Christian a, a two or three more yards to get that angle and tossed it to him in the end zone. It was a great play. Great for Kirk to kind of stay with that play and angle towards the sideline, uh, the front of the end zone, where only he was going to be able to get that. Mm-hmm. And a good decision by Trevor to kind of hold off on that and not throw it immediately as Christian was open because I think it would have been a, a struggle to get in that end zone with the Colts defender right there. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Christian Kirk has been everything that the Jaguars need him to be so far. Right now, he's number four in the league in receiving yards. I know, we, you know we've kind of questioned over the course of if the Jaguars had of a number one right. guy. And maybe Christian is, maybe he's not, but through two weeks he looks like the guy. He does, yeah. <laughs> but, what, 16 or 17 in the, the opener, and then 6 or 78 yesterday, mm-hmm. his first two touchdowns with the Jags. So you like, I like Christian Kirk. I, again, we beat the drum about not having an alpha at, at wide out. I don't think they do still, but Christian Kirk, maybe you don't need an alpha in this offense. Maybe it's Christian Kirk and um, – He's not dropped anything. He's just looked as good as advertised, better than advertised to me. All right. With this win, can it be the start of things to come? Oh, that's tough. That's the hard one. That's tough. Especially with the, the West Coast trip lingering. That, that is a tough question. I'm not ready. I'm not there yet to profess that. I want to see how they play out there uh, against a, an elite quarterback of Justin Herbert's back and healthy um, West Coast has been just the death coast for Jacksonville yeah. out there. And I am not – I would like to see – if now if they go out there and play well against the Chargers, 
uh, and win that game, okay, that's different. That's an area you've not played well. And again, I know people can make something, oh, coaches say they don't worry about a streak and Peterson's not worried about the Colts history in Jacksonville, their dangerous team. But that still factors in to it me. Does. I, I still think there's there's something to be said about a team when they can't win a certain place, whatever the case may be, a Charger, you know, a West Coast uh, struggles or, I mean, Jacksonville struggles in Nashville, very well documented, haven't went out there since 2013. <laughs> and again, there's something to be said about that, that why can't you win in a place like that? So playing a Chargers game this early in the season, I think is a huge barometer test for me. I mean, how you, you have those West Coast struggles are so definitive and they've been there for since your franchise has existed can you go out there after a huge win, refocus, kind of keep a little bit of that same momentum, make corrections like you did from week one to week two, and win a game out there where you're, you're not going to be favored, you're not going to be expected to win, uh, where you haven't historically won well. So this is a huge stepping stone game for me, for Doug Peterson, for the Jaguars. This is going to be a tough game. We'll talk a little bit more about this one later in the week once we see on Justin Herbert's health. Mm -hmm. I know he did leave uh, their Thursday night game. A little banged up, so there are some questions. He's day to day as of right now, so we'll have to wait and see if he's actually gonna play. If he's gonna play, who? This is a test for that defense. Oh well, the, my goodness! The, the good news is the same doctor who treated Tyrod Taylor and punctured his lung. It's the one treating. He's overseeing Justin, Justin Herbert's uh, his rib, uh, <laughs> rib cartilage fractures. So oh that's, goodness! That's yeah. positive. That's the, for the Jaguars, right? He may just mess it up again. Oh goodness! He's actually being sued by Tyrod Taylor. Right now, still uh, still being dealt with in court. Um, so here's the one thing that, that uh, again, you know, I've, I've said this before, and I know we've disagreed on this one, and I keep saying it. I don't know just how good this team is, mm -hmm. but the playoffs are still in the conversation. Uh, yeah, I, because the AFC South is so in flux right now that the Colts were heavily favored by everyone to win this division. They just made them look like they don't belong mm -hmm. anywhere. Or like they may be looking for a coach. This is the same team that couldn't even beat the Texans. They had a tie with them. Right. You know what I mean? So the Jaguars are fundamentally in this conversation yeah, right and, now. And I agree. Um, I think I still to me I think the Titans are the are the team to beat and we'll, they play Monday night football. So right. um Jacksonville could technically be tied for AFC South lead tonight. But hey, two weeks No, nah, wouldn't be tied. They have the advantage. Tiebreaker. Oh, okay. Over division win. Division opponent. Division, division opponent. So, so they'll have the tiebreaker. So, so they'll still be in one. You would be in control of your death. The playoffs ended now. The Jaguars. If the, the playoffs right? ended now, they'd be in the postseason. But it's it's very early. It is. And eventually the, the Colts might get it figured out. It's very possible that at some point Matt Ryan starts to play like the Matt Ryan that people mm -hmm. expected him to be, and the Colts turn it on some. It's very possible that the Titans find their groove and, and Derrick Henry starts running downhill. But it's just as possible that they don't. Right. Yeah. Or that injuries start to set in like they already are for some of these rosters. Um, I mean, and if they do, the Colts end up getting worse instead of better. Same thing for the Titans. We're not really sure. They're kind of in the middle of a rebuild. This is... That's the one thing about this division right now is there isn't a team that's the – well, the expected winner was the one that just got shut out mm -hmm. and can't beat the Titans – or the Texans. And the Texans actually have looked better than many people expected mm -hmm. them to. Either that or the Broncos are just awful. Right. Because the Broncos struggled to put them away in mile high. Yes. So 
What one something's true here and something's yeah. not. Either the Texans are actually better than we're giving them credit for, or the Colts aren't good and the Broncos aren't yeah, good. And, which and means even, all of a sudden maybe that London game's winnable. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head early in the season about Jacksonville and their playoff chances and really for no other reason than who else is in this division? That's who is it. Gonna, who is going to close in this division? All so, you have to do to get into the playoffs is win your division. And realistically, when you look at like the teams that that the division have as com- that your division opponents have as common opponents this year, how many of them do you confidently say like the Texans are going to win? You know, I, the Broncos. You, yeah. you you know the the, the Chiefs. Now, how many can you confidently say that this Colts team that we've now seen for two weeks are going to go out and be able to take care of right. in this AFC West that they're that they're playing? The same thing. I, you're right. The Titans are uh, with Derrick Henry. They're kind of the wild card. Mm-hmm. If Henry gets rolling, that's tough. But they're also in a position where they've lost their best defensive player already for the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they they lost AJ Brown in the offseason, trying to replace him with a rookie. Ryan Tannenhill's kind of has shaking confidence. They brought in the rookie. If Tannenhill plays bad, do they try and pull the switch yep. and put a rookie quarterback in? So there's there's nothing there plus there. Yes, there are. That this division is fully up in the air. Where a seven and team, a seven and ten team could be the division yeah. winner. Yeah, and that's and, and that's and, why I think Jacksonville's ceiling is that seven win mark. And that and, could be enough. And that hey, that, that could be, be enough. And that's the thing why I keep saying, you know, look, I'm not ready to say they're a playoff team, but they'll be they as bad as this division is, they'll at least be in the conversation in November. They probably will still be in the conversation in December. If they can win seven games, I don't know confidently that the Titans can win eight. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so there's a shot. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna keep preaching it until everybody jumps on board. That's right. Uh, <laughs> You've been a believer. You've been a believer. I'll give you that. Or, or, or a non-believer of everybody else in the division. You know, one or the other. However, we go with it. Look, I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I am not sure just how good this Jaguars team can be. I think they're very top-heavy in talent. And as long as Doug can keep those talented yeah. players healthy, they are thin. Th- they are lean. Th- they're okay. If injuries do start to set in, they are uh, in trouble. Yeah, we they, saw that in trouble. the preseason. We saw that in the preseason. But if the, if he can keep that upper layer of the roster mostly healthy, and only have a few minor injuries to deal with, or maybe one or two major ones at certain positions. Mm-hmm. There's no reason this team can't be in the conversation to win this division when it's all said and done. Like, even if they split the games with the Texans, even if they split the games with the Titans, this is a division that's going to have so much bad football that I don't know that anybody's going to dominate the action. That's true. You know, so that, they, that is a very valid point with, you know, through a week and almost two full weeks of, of AFC South football, the Jags, I mean... I mean, depending on how the Titans play tonight, I mean, the Jags are, I mean, I... I mean, the Colts have do, looked do awful dare for two say, weeks. Do you dare say the front runners of the AFC South? <laughs> I mean, is I mean, that too strong of a word? I mean, look, if you go back to week one, I mean, think about it. The, the Texans have looked okay yes. at times. Davis Mills has played fine. Um, but the, the Colts have looked awful. If we're going based on the first two weeks, we can almost write them out. The Titans hung with the Giants in in week one and were able to get that win, but the Giants, what they they beat the Panthers yesterday, yeah, so we're questioning just how good the Giants are, maybe. But that Titans team, 
they're okay. I wouldn't say they played a bad game. Are they going to get killed tonight by Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. I mean, they're going to they're gonna get murdered by Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And that's a fully ex- expectation. Maybe they go out there and surprise us, and then we call them the front runner. I doubt it. Right. But that, that's where we're at in the AFC South where, okay, the Texans have played competently with the, with the Colts. Okay, well, the Colts looked awful. They, they played competently with the Broncos, okay? Is that Nathaniel Hackett that's the issue? Is Russell Wilson wa- washed like the Seattle Seahawks seem to think? Or are the Texans just better than we believe? Eh, I don't really know at the moment. Mm-hmm. But how good do I think the Texans can really be? If the Jaguars just shut out the Colts and really only had to play like three quarters of football? Yeah. It's, the, you know, I, right. I, I'll go ahead and take the Texans off as you and the Titans and – the Titans have just as a tough of schedule as you do. So, actually, they're tougher. So, you ultimately say, okay, if let's say it is between the Titans and the Jags for the division. That means that the last game of the season could be mm-hmm. one that decides who goes to the playoffs right. for the AFC South. There is not a single Jaguars fan in Jacksonville that doesn't take that deal right now. Yeah. If you say, week 18, or week, the final game of the season, Week 18, if the Jaguars beat the Titans, they go to the playoffs. Give me the deal. Where do, you, yeah. where do I sign up right now? Even if you say, hey, but they lose that game. Where do I yeah. sign up right I agree. now? I think any Jaguars fan would take that. I think Doug Peterson would take yeah. that deal. So, fundamentally, I, I just think the AFC South is so down. There's so much in flux that while it's, it's very early to get too ahead of yourself, it's not too early to start looking around and saying, if things keep going yeah, the way they are. I agree. It's You're right. Least, it's, a, it's at least possible. You are right. I, I am a believer in your saying that. I do think this week <laughs> will, will determine a lot. and um, For no other reason, I think the AFC South, after seeing the Colts yesterday, is so bad. Um, I still don't know. I'm still not the Jaguars playoff believer, but I, I do agree the AFC South is probably the worst division of football. There you go. Hey, look, one step at a time. At least I've got you to buy into I the do. AFC South is awful. You're getting, you're getting me there. <laughs> I'm getting them there inch by inch. All right, we'll just turn this into an AFC South hate podcast instead of a Jags podcast next. Um, but, yeah, that'll, that'll do it for this week's episode of the News for Jags podcast. We'll check in with you later this week, and we'll talk more about that upcoming matchup with the Chargers. See you next time.